Hello, welcome to this Thursday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Another Friday is upon us as we continue to roll through the month of July. We are just about three, three and a half weeks away from potentially getting the NHL season underway. The training camps are expected to start on Monday. A lot of stuff to get to today on today's episode. I was MIA for a lot of yesterday. I was mainly only checking Twitter probably a couple times a day. I was out and about doing a couple of things. Socially distancing, of course, you know, not an idiot over here. But, you know, one of them was like a socially distanced, like like a walk in the park kind of date. I think that's totally fine to do as long as you're being smart, you're not being stupid. Um, very fun time. So, yeah, I was just MIA for a lot of yesterday. Really fun time. But, you know, I'm glad I was, I'm back today. I'm glad I can give you guys another episode today and we'll have another episode coming tomorrow. But So, today's episode is, of course, brought to you by Rock Auto. Reliably low prices. You can go to rockauto.com right now. Also, before we get started, um, all the hosts at Locked On, well, including myself, we got a Locked On t-shirt today. Um, outstanding stuff. You know, it's, it's kind of like a, it's like a green shirt with Locked On at the front of it. And then on the back, it has your team every day. Um, can't say thank you enough to Kylie, Carl, and David for just sending this out to all the hosts. Um, I think those shirts are offered on the official website if you guys want to take a look at them. LockedOnLive.com. Actually, pardon me, LockedOnPodcast.com. Wow, I almost screwed that up very, very badly. But still, I believe they are on the website. You guys can go check them out. And yeah, the, the shirt is awesome. I'm going to wear that um, hopefully all the time. <laughs> we'll see how... <clears throat> Excuse me, we'll see how often I, um, I'm going to have to wash it because I'm probably going to be wearing it all the time. So, like I said, though, a lot of stuff happened uh, yesterday with the NHL. They came to agreement with the return to play schedule. So it looks like, like I said, the training camps are going to start July 13th. July 24th, it looks like, according to Frank Zellervelli, the, tr- the teams are going to travel to the two hub cities, Toronto and Edmonton. You'll play some ex- exhibition games on the 25th. It looks like July 30th, the qualifying games begin, like July 30th around August 1st. August 9th, the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs begins, so this will be the 16 teams, not the 24. August 23rd, second round begins. September 6th, the conference finals begin, and then the Stanley Cup final would begin at at the late end of September, and then October 2nd would be the last possible day for the Stanley Cup final. And then apparently they also want to have the the 2020-2021 season start on December 1st, so we're looking at a potential what? eight week off season, even barely if that this is, this is going to take, this is going to be a lot. I also saw something today. We'll get to the stuff I uh, saw yesterday too. Um, Chris Johnston said this, the tentative critical dates uh, calendar spells out a how a compressed playoffs will look. So the qualifying round will be 10 days. Round one is going to be fewer than two weeks. Round two will be fewer than two weeks. Round three will be fewer than two weeks. And the Stanley cup final will also be fewer than two weeks. So so for a team, especially that's in a qualifying round, they will have to play five rounds of playoff hockey in total, like less than two weeks of an actual series. Um, forgive me if I'm not a little pessimistic about that. I, I think that's going to end pretty poorly. P- poorly, I sh- uh, excuse me. Good Lord, I just cannot speak today. I just think that's way too short of a time for what I think is the most grueling tournament in all of sports. I think you're going to have a lot of injuries. You're going to have a lot of players playing through things that they really shouldn't be playing through. Also, they've been off for three months. You know, is that going to play a factor? You know, some of these players have only been skating for a couple weeks now since getting back for phase two. I know phase three starts on Monday the 13th, but still, I mean, like that's just five rounds over two months. I mean, you're really going to condense this. It's 
Ugh, I just, I, I just, that disagree with how they're condensing that. I think they should honestly drag it out a little bit longer. I guess the good thing is, you know, there's not going to be a lot of any travel. You know, the hub cities, I guess, unless it's like the Stanley Cup final, I think the conference finals and the Stanley Cup final might be in Edmonton from what I read today. Um, don't quote me on that, but still, um, I mean, what, what are we going to have, you know, back-to-back playoff games? I mean, I'm sorry, that's stupid. I mean, this is not the regular season where you can get away with playing Los Angeles one night and Anaheim the next night. You know, the Florida trip where you play Tampa Bay one night, you go to Florida the next night, you go to Sunrise and play the Panthers. Um, same with the, the, the New York teams, you know, you play the Rangers one night, then you go right across the, the river, you can play the Devils in Newark. I'm honestly saying with the Rangers and the Islanders, to be honest, you know, because the Islanders are going to be playing, I think, in Brooklyn most of next season because Barclays is going, I think something happened with Barclays. But no, Barclays, <laughs> the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, something happened with that, and I don't think they're going to be available to play a bunch of games. So still, you know, this is not those situations. You cannot have like back-to-back playoff games. That's just going to be really, really weird if they decide to do that. They'll announce the schedule, I'm sure. Um, probably like by the time they travel to the hub cities is my guess. Um, also today, we actually are getting a schedule. It looks like for the games, apparently Bob McKenzie has been reporting. So it looks like for each day, there's going to be a 12 o'clock game, uh, Toronto time. So Eastern standard time. Then, excuse me, there's going to be a 12 o'clock game for Edmonton, which is mountain time for Eastern time. So 12 o'clock mountain time. So that's two o'clock Eastern time. So every day there's going to be a game at 12 o'clock Eastern time, two o'clock Eastern time, 4 o'clock Eastern time, that's for Toronto. Then you're going to have a game at 6 o'clock Eastern time, that's in Edmonton. And then you're going to have a game at 8 o'clock Toronto time. And then you're going to have a game at 10 o'clock Mountain time in Edmonton. So, we're going to say this again. Each day for hockey fans, there will be, it sounds like a 12 o'clock game if you're on the East Coast, a 2 o'clock game, a 4 o'clock game, a 6 o'clock game, an 8 o'clock game, and a 10 o'clock game. And this is all if you live, of course, on the East Coast. For the West Coast, you know, it's 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, you know, 12 o'clock, 4 o'clock, whatever. So that is a hockey lover's dream. You know, it's kind of a little bit like March Madness, you know. I always remember going into um, when I was in high school, I, we, me and my friend, me and a couple of people, we would sit around the table and we would just have our brackets out and we just have our phones loaded up because we had the school's Wi-Fi because people would just get into it. And we would just have like a circle of phones just like watching the games. It would be honestly incredible. So um, of course, there's not going to be any schools this summer, but still the people that are working, I'm sure they're going to try to find a way to set it up. But, you know, if you're like a lot of people in this country right now who are unemployed or are working from home, this is your dream. You can just turn it on while you're working starting at 12 o'clock. And you can watch hockey literally throughout the rest of your work time if you work until like 5 or 6 o'clock or even later towards 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock. So that's going to be fun, I think, for the part-time job that I have um, where I do stuff with um, dogs at this kennel. I should be able to get off around 1 or 2 o'clock every day, so I won't be able to miss too, too much of the 12 o'clock game. I'm hoping the Penguins do not get the 12 o'clock game. I'm hoping they get the 4 o'clock or 8 o'clock game considering it's the freaking Pittsburgh Penguins and they're a marquee team. I don't care if they're playing Montreal. But still, that is going to be a lot of fun. I am very, very excited for that. Um, if it does happen, of course. Let's see what else from yesterday when I was MA. Apparently, the qualifying round games will now ca- uh, count as part of the 2019-20 Stanley Cup playoff statistics. So if, if I'm correct, it sounds like the Penguins will have clinched their way into the Stanley Cup playoffs for the 14th straight year regardless. Um, we absolutely love to see it. Um, I'm looking for other ones. Okay, so Bob McKenzie, he did like a monster summary of like the CBA, like the agreement between the NHL and the NHLPA, which is going through the ratification. 
Um, he said a lot of it's been reported. I'll, I'll, I'll just talk about some of them. Um, as Bob McKenzie said, the NHL players are going to return to the Winter Olympics in 2022 and 2026, subject to reaching agreement with the IIHF, so which is, of course, the International Hockey Federation, and the IOC, which is, of course, the Olympic, basically, Federation, whatever the hell it is. So that's absolutely great news. You know, it was funny tonight. I was talking to my mom and stepped out over dinner, and she made the argument that, you know what, the professionals really should not be allowed to play in the Olympics. It should just be for amateurs. And I'm like, I'm going to stop you right there, mom, because... I don't know if it was just me, but I did not really give two shits when those other players played for Team USA and Team Canada or what other countries back in 2018 because it just wasn't the same as when the professionals play. It's just a lot more fun, especially with the rivalries, you know, with Canada and Russia. Those two teams going at it, you know, you, the long-time rivalry with the United States and Russia. USA and Canada, I love watching Canada's stack team going up against USA's pretty young team, which, I mean, it should be in 2022 and 2026. Um it just it makes it a lot more fun, and the players also love doing it. So, um, kind of disagree with my mom on that. That was a little, um, little. I think it was one of her more hot takes. I, I would say. Uh, well, one more thing before we do go to a commercial break, we'll come out with some more stuff. The salary cap is going to remain flat at eighty-one point five million for next season, and it, will, and it will grow as revenues recover. Once the escrow debt is repaid, the cap will be determined by using the lag formula, which was discussed with players and the in the tour meetings. I have no idea what the lag formula is. I'm going to have to do a bunch more research on that. So that's some of the CBA stuff. We're going to get to much more of yesterday's news after this commercial break right here. All right. So we're back on this episode of locked on penguins. Um, I'm looking at other stuff from Bob McKenzie. Apparently the summaries, it confirms that Toronto and Edmonton are the hub cities. The Eastern teams will play in Toronto, Western teams in Edmonton, Apparently, he says the conference finals and the cup final will be a single location for remaining four teams, but that location is still to be determined. I believe he also said that it's looking like it might be Edmonton over Toronto, but it sounds like it's still TBD. Um, This is a big one as well. The players' families will be able to join the players in the bubble for conference finals and Stanley Cup final. They will not be allowed there for, um, excuse me, the qualifying round and round one and round two. He also said... It's his understanding that NHL club staff, who are part of the 52-person group, will not have families join them for the conference final and the Stanley Cup final. So um, definitely hate that for um, the NHL club staff. That's very unfortunate, and I'm, I do really feel bad for those people that won't get to see their families for, honestly, a pretty long time. Um, what else here? I'm also looking Bob McKenzie also says the term of the CBA is a four-year extension through 2025 and 2026. And if after the 2025 season there is still escrow debt over 125 million, but less than 250 million, the CBA will automatically extend for one more year to 2026 to 2027 with a 9% escrow cap and a salary cap, which will be the same as in 2025-2026. So yeah, there is a bunch of stuff that Bob McKenzie had. Um, there's some other stuff in there. I'm not going to go through all of it. You guys can look through the other tweets if you want. If you missed some of the Bob Father's tweets. Also, I did find this very interesting from Frank Zaravelli yesterday. Apparently, for a scheduling note next year, an effort will be made in the future to minimize travel and have back-to-back games played in the same city wherever possible instead of a road trip going from Los Angeles to San Jose to Anaheim, which will be a back-to-back with Los Angeles and San Jose sometimes or San Jose to Anaheim. Um, The effort would go Los Angeles, then to Anaheim, and then to San Jose. It's like, wow, NHL, I literally took a pandemic to get this to pass. Wow, you should do the same thing for the Rangers and the Devils, like I said earlier on this podcast. The Devils play right across the river in Newark. So, I mean, it really took us this long. As someone literally said under the tweet, it took a pandemic to think of this. Great job, NHL. So, yeah, 
not surprising that the NHL took forever to get to one of the easiest things they could have done so many years ago. Also some tentative dates for next season. So apparently the later of October 9th or seven days after the cup final ends is opening of free agent frenzy. So if the Stanley Cup final ends on October 2nd, which it looks like it would be, so October 9th will be free agent frenzy. Um, what day actually is October 9th? Let's actually look that up real quick because I want to see what day free agent frenzy will be. That is a... Wow, can like I pull up a calendar, please? I mean, good grief. Um, October 9th would be a Friday, so that's great. I would absolutely love that. That would be like, what, 12 o'clock for Free Agent Frenzy? Great time. You know, we'll see if there's still a bunch of people off work. I'm sure there will be. Um, also, it looks like it's another uh, date, November 17th. Wow, two days after my 23rd birthday, the opening of training camps for 2020, 2021. And then December 1st basically would be the opening of the 2020. 2021 season so those are the, those are tentative right now so we still have no idea if those are going to go through but that is what the nhl is looking at right now in their memorandum of understanding pierre lebron also pierre lebron also said today that the nhl has a, a call coming with the board of governors basically to discuss the cba extension and the, the moa just to basically just talk about it and what they're gonna do for it also it was announced the other day so i believe tomorrow july 10th the voting window closes the nhlpa is going to announce the player's decision on the CBA. I'm going to be very curious to see what the um, acceptance to decline ratio is. I assume it's honestly going to be higher than some of the other sports. I know the NFL, they extended their CBA, but that vote was very, very close. It was, I think, only decided by less than 100 players. That's not a lot considering how many players are in that league. So I'm going to be very curious to see how this vote ends up turning out for the NHL. There was also something interesting today from, uh, well, yesterday from Frank Zerville. Apparently, in the event that the 2020-21 season starts after November 15th, which is, yeah, like very, very likely, apparently, so players with that contract in that year, they will be paid 8.1% of their salaries by October 31st. So basically, this means that players will have gone from April 1st to Halloween between paychecks. I mean, some of the higher paid players, it's not really going to matter too much for them, but some of the players that make like, you know, the minimum requirement, such as, you know, 700K, 800K, 750K, 775K, um, that sucks. There's no way around that. That absolutely sucks. You know, especially for, like I said, like a player that's on a two-way deal as well. Um, That's that's a long time to go without a paycheck. So um, that's that absolutely stinks. I think that's basically almost it from yesterday. There was one more news item that I wanted to save for last. So the New Jersey Devils have decided to remove the interim tag from Tom Fitzgerald, which I think is a good decision. I think he was doing a very nice job in New Jersey when he was the interim after Ray Shiro got fired. But for some reason, they're hiring Lindy Ruff to be their head coach. Um, really don't understand that. I saw Rangers fans basically celebrating. You know, it looks like it's a bad hire when all the Devils fans are like, what the hell? And all the Rangers fans are like, hell yeah, you know, go, go take him. He absolutely stinks. He, he was tanking our defense. Um, it also, I had a really good tweet yesterday about this. I'll say it again on this podcast. I just, I absolutely, absolutely love when NHL teams, they just continue to recycle through the same coaches year after year after year, including the very bad ones. And Dmitry Filipovich, of course, he's just absolutely hilarious. He had one of the, a really good tweet about this too. It sucks for NHL teams that there's only 35 to 40 people in the entire world that apparently are qualified to be a head coach at any given time. Yep, Dmitry really could not have said that any better. I know Lindy Ruff had some success with the Sabres, though it kind of went really sour at the end. I know apparently his some of his the numbers were, and he was with the stars were okay, but still, I mean, I was looking at the underlying numbers because he was, I think, the um, 
mostly coaching the defensemen of the Rangers. Pretty, they, pretty, pretty, pretty bad. That, that's all I'm going to say. You guys want to look it up, um, please do. Uh, all the underlying number sites, including natural stat trick, which is, of course, my favorite. They was, it was not good. So really don't know why the Devils are going through with this, especially when you have Peter Laviolette and Gerard Gallant out there. Some Devils fans try to say, oh, yeah, you know, um, well, m- maybe they didn't want to come here, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, pay them. Just pay them the money, you know, give them $5 million per year or something like that. You know, Pierre Laviolette, I think, is a very, very good coach. I think Gerard Gallant is also one of the best coaches in hockey. It's a sham that he is still not the Vegas coach right now. I still have no idea why they decided to replace him with Peter DeVore up in Vegas. I I, I still will never honestly understand that one. You know, I guess it was because Marc-Andre Fleury was having an absolutely terrible season. But I think that finally covers the all the news from the last day or so as we are now 17 minutes into this episode. We'll have one more commercial break, well, then we'll have something small to end the episode. But um, I know today has not had a lot of Penguins content on it. Just I just wanted to get caught up, get to catch you guys up with a lot of the news around the league in case you guys have missed it. You know, I've been out of the loop in MIA. Maybe you've been traveling. Hell, I, I missed a lot of it yesterday. So, you know, some of this is pretty new to me today. Usually I'm always up on top of this shit. So I'm just glad I was able to read it all and just kind of digest it and just give my thoughts on it. Um, on this podcast and you know let me let me know what you guys think you know just tweet me at hunter hodes tweet the show's twitter at lo underscore penguins we'll have a little more coming up right after this commercial break all right welcome back just for a couple more minutes for today's episode so apparently on tsn today the nhl released the hotel assignments apparently the teams are not allowed to leave this bubble environment once the phase four starts so one of the hotels is going to in toronto is called the royal york so the player the teams that will be there the carolina hurricanes the New York Islanders, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Florida Panthers, the New York Rangers, and the Montreal Canadiens. So that means at Hotel X, um, the teams that will be staying there are the Boston Bruins, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Washington Capitals, the Philadelphia Flyers, and of course your Pittsburgh Penguins. So what can go wrong there with the Penguins hanging out with um, four of their biggest rivals. That honestly, that, that those four other teams are their four biggest rivals of the Eastern Conference, which is absolutely hysterical to me. So, like I said, what could go wrong? And then I think there's also in the West. Um, let me find that one. So, the JW Marriott, which will host the, in Edmonton, will host the St. Louis Blues, the Colorado Avalanche, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Dallas Stars, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Nashville Predators. And then at the hotel called the Sutton Place, it'll host the Vancouver Canucks, the Calgary Flames, the Winnipeg Jets, the Minnesota Wild, Arizona Coyotes, and the Chicago Blackhawks. So, I mean, I honestly think the JW Marriott one seems better because, you know, the Blues and the Avalanche get to quarantine together, especially with the Stars. So those are the basically the three top teams from the Central. So, you know, what could go wrong there, too? So that, like, I love that the NHL released um, which teams are staying in what hotels. That's actually pretty cool to see. You know, which teams are going to be staying with who and whatnot and vice versa with the other hotels. But I think that might do it for today's episode. If there's no other this day in Pittsburgh Penguins history, it looks like there was honestly nothing um, today in Pittsburgh Penguins history. So, yeah. But I'm not sure if I said this on the other episode this past week. We did have a birthday the other day for a penguin. Justin Schultz, I believe, turned 30. So happy birthday to him. He's going to probably make a 
Nice load of cash this summer. Not with the Penguins, as I said in the last episode. He he will not be coming back, I do not think. I think it would be foolish to bring him back, especially with the way he's been playing over the last couple of years. He just can't seem to get out of this injury funk. And he just, his game has just not been the same since coming back. So, um, but still, happy birthday, Justin Schultz. We really hope you can find your 2016-2017 form in the Stanley Cup playoffs so you can go out and get more than the $5.5 million that you are getting from the Penguins this season and maybe get up to... Six million per year from a team that is maybe needing a defenseman. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. You know, we're getting closer, folks. The training camp should be starting on Monday. They'll be traveling to the hub cities um, from then in about two weeks. We're getting very, very close to potentially having hockey being played, and we'll see if they are able to get through this entire tournament fully because I'm still not sure at this point. I think, like I said, they're going to play. But are they going to get through the entire tournament without having to cancel it? That's the big trick. I'm still not sure yet. I'm kind of on the fence. I should be more excited than I currently am about this. I think maybe it'll start to kick in um, as we get um, maybe a week before the tournament starts or when they're traveling to the hub cities. Maybe that'll just kick it in. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And I will talk to you all tomorrow with another episode.